if someone looks at a resume and they're not impressed with what they see within the first few lines of what they read, you get put to the bottom of the pile. But when you're presenting in person, it's even more important that you can make that really powerful first impression. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar. Welcome back to Stand Out, Get Noticed. My name is Christina Cantors and this is episode 136. Now, I'm sitting outside um, at a park bench surrounded by trees, so you may hear some people walking by or some bird sounds. Um, I'm actually living next door to a construction site right now, and they are currently doing earthworks, which means I get to enjoy all the lovely drilling and other heavy machinery sounds all day long. Um, this has actually made working from home really hard, especially when I need to record a podcast. So I thought, I'm going to get out of the house. I can't, I don't want you guys to hear all that horrendous banging and, and clanging. So now you get to hear um, peak hour traffic on the main road going by and maybe some birds as well. Okay, this week's episode is all about why you need to master your appearance. And joining me on the show is the fabulous Julie Hine, who is a professional image consultant. Now, appearance is not something I talk about often on the show, but as you're about to find out, it does contribute greatly to the impact you have at work and on your own confidence too. Because professional success isn't just about your skills and expertise. Having an authentic personal image can make you stand out, be remembered, earn more respect and appear more credible, which leads to better results and opportunities in the workplace. Now, if you're thinking that this sounds a little bit shallow or superficial, I want you to think of your physical presentation as completing the full package of how you communicate yourself and your personal brand. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you would have learned about creating the right mindset for success, how to communicate using effective language, vocal tone and audience engagement tools, and how to use your nonverbal communication and so on. Your image works with all of these things to create a powerful, consistent professional brand so that when people meet you and work with you, they are blown away. Does that sound good? Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> okay, before I introduce you to Julie, I have a quick announcement of a very exciting event I have coming up. If you are in Melbourne, I am running a full day live public speaking masterclass on Sunday, December the 3rd. It's designed for professionals and business owners who want to deliver business presentations with confidence and impact. Now, the last workshop I ran was a huge success. We had a full class and everyone saw rapid improvements between the start and the end of the workshop, which was amazing. And we do have proof because we videoed everyone. Everyone got a video of their performance at the end. Now, this masterclass is limited to 12 participants only. I want to make sure we provide a supportive environment where you'll get plenty of practice and personalized feedback from myself and the other group members. So if you're looking to vast accelerate your confidence and skill with public speaking, then you must come to this masterclass. For more information and to register, go to thecmethod.com slash events. That's thecmethod.com slash events. It's also listed on my Facebook page, which is Christina Cantor's The C Method. 
Now, I have a very special offer for podcast listeners because I love you guys and I want to say thank you for being such awesome supporters. I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching session for the first three podcast listeners who sign up. Now, I don't normally do one-off coaching sessions, but this is what I want to do for you guys because I love you and I love your support. So the first three podcast listeners who sign up get a free one-on-one coaching session with me. All you need to do when you're registering is to write, um, I found you through the podcast in the question of how you heard about the event. So you just write, you know, I'm a podcast listener, but it is only for the first three people who sign up. So go to thecmethod.com slash events. There'll be a link there where you can learn more about the event and to register. December the 3rd, Melbourne Public Speaking Workshop. Be there. Okay, let's get to this week's conversation. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Julie Hine, who has 15 years experience as a professional image consultant. She helps her clients to express their style personality, master their appearance, and magnetize their lives. Her service encapsulates not just your clothing, but everything to do with your image and how you wish to be perceived, such as your body shape, personality and proportion, hair, makeup, accessorizing, color analysis, image enhancement, and she also gives you first look VIP viewing of designer outfits. In fact, I was fortunate enough to experience one of these VIP events when Julie invited me for a first look at the beautiful European Autumn Winter 2018 collection at the Sofitel here in Melbourne. All the way around the room are different designer labels from Milan. I got to try on some beautiful items and got some shopping tips too. Is there a trick to buying leather pants? Yeah, buy them tight. (laughs) Yeah, you can try them on. It was great to experience firsthand how Julie works with her clients. We then met up the next day to chat about why she's so passionate about helping women to master their appearance. My first question to Julie was, I'm sure many people have never heard of the job title, image consultant. Is that something she created or is it a thing? Here's Julie. No, actually, an image consulting is a profession. And if you're doing it properly, I've I've been doing this for over 15 years And when I investigated it years ago, I didn't know what it was either, but I just knew I enjoyed helping other women with their presentation and and their appearance. But it is a profession and there are a couple of associations on an international basis who you can be trained and accredited with. I found uh, a company here in Melbourne whom I trained with, the Australian Image Company, and then I had myself accredited through the Association of Image Consultants International. Wow. So that's a little bit like a CPA. You have <laughs> to have continuing education units to maintain your accreditation. So we do take it very, very seriously and we have to continually upskill ourselves and learn new things to be able to maintain that, that accreditation. Wow. What's something new that you've learned recently that's added to that? Do you know what? Um, there's always something new you can learn because when we're working with individuals, there is no hard and fast rule for each individual. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different shape. Everyone has a different um, outcome that they want to achieve. So it's about being able to apply the general rules of style and colour and image to each individual and making it work. So just so we're clear on what image consulting is and isn't, how is it different to, say, personal styling? Well, personal styling is also part of image consulting. Okay. But when you go to a store, for example, and you seek out a personal shopper, 
a personal shopper may not be have been trained in the concepts of total image management. And when we look at that, there's so many different aspects that we look at. Yes, appearance is part of it. So we look at body shape, we look at proportion, we look at colour analysis, we look at the actual image that that person wants to reach or get to. A, a personal shopper is probably just familiar with the brands that the store carries, mm. but they may not have the intimate knowledge. And we go into a lot of psychology too in terms of the person and we look at confidence levels and self-esteem levels and and posture and even grooming and appearance in mm. terms of grooming. So it's that all-around image it's all around image. It's the whole picture. So it's not just about what you see. It's about what's behind that as well. So helping that person arrive and be the best version of themselves wholeheartedly. And who are the people that you find yourself working with? Um, I've worked with a lot of different people over the years, um, from young to very old. But at the moment, I do focus on executive women who are extremely time poor. They need to focus on their roles and they just don't have the time or the expertise to think about their wardrobes and how to pull that all together and how to coordinate that and accessorize it. And so that when they step out into their day, they're mm. very well dressed. They're very well styled. They're representing their brand really well and they feel confident. Mm, absolutely. So let's take a, a bit of a step back here and talk about the importance of image and why we might, or as, as women who are career focused or business focused, why is image so important? Well, think about it this way, Christina. When you meet someone for the first time, what goes through your head? You have a, a myriad of things that go through your head in terms of who that person is, what their background is, what their cultural background is, how well educated they are, how much they earn in terms of salary, what their experience and expertise is like. You're really looking at them from, you know, first impressions. Mm. So everyone knows that first impressions are the most powerful of all of impressions. And yes, you do tend to sum someone up within the first few seconds of meeting them. So how you want other people to perceive you all goes into how you actually present yourself. So if you can be consistent in how you present yourself and how you want other people to see you, then that goes a long way towards you developing a brand that people can like, know, trust, rely on, you know, and you can build on that as you go forward. So when there's inconsistencies in how you present, so if you're working with, um, you know, really professional um, niche and organizations and all of a sudden you start appearing very differently to how you've done before, people might look at you and think, oh, you know, what's, what's gone wrong? What's happening? What's, there must be something going on in her life, which is so, because it's inconsistent with how you would normally present yourself and the reputation that has come before you. So it's really important to think about, well, who am I? How do I want my audience to perceive me? And this is, this is how I want them to see me. This is how I'm going to dress. This is how I'm going to present myself because that's going to help build my brand. Mm. So consistency is really important. So it isn't just enough to be good at your job if you want to be successful in your career. I'm sure there's people out there thinking like, hey, I do a good job. I'm a great leader I'm, or I'm a great team player. I do really well. I'm smart. I you know, I'm technically skilled. Why? Like, isn't this really shallow? Like, why do I have to look good as well? That's, that's not fair. 
No, and I get a lot of women actually reply to to articles when I put them on LinkedIn to that effect, that they don't want to be a slave to how they present. And look, that's fine. And there are people who are exceptionally talented, exceptionally skilled, and they will you know, but that's, that's the rule. You know, you have to be exceptionally skilled and exceptionally talented to stand out. So for someone who's starting out, the best thing to do is to make yourself really well presented. Because when someone meets you the first time, they're going, it's going to be pleasing to them. They're going to look at you and say, Oh, she's nicely presented. She's well put together. Let's have a look at what she does. Let's have a look at her skill base. Let's have a look at her expertise. It's the same when you get a resume. If someone looks at a resume, and they're not impressed with what they see within the first few lines of mm. what they read, you get put to the bottom of the pile. But when you're presenting in person, it's even more important that you can make that really powerful first impression. And it's it's unfortunate that it's that way, but uh, from what I'm hearing is that that's, that's just the way it is. We are visual creatures. We are visual creatures. And I guess, um, you know, it just depends on, on what industry you're in. And what level you're operating at mm. as to how important that image becomes. And look, within corporations, there's also a lot of roles where that are not client facing. So perhaps it's not as important to present really professionally, but there's a lot of research out there too, Christina, which actually supports the notion that the more professional you dress for work, the more productive you are. Really? And the, exactly. And the more money you can make. So there's a psychological impact of you getting dressed and ready for work every day and presenting well, you actually perform better. Actually, I, I believe that. I believe that because I would never work at home in my pajamas or in my track pants because I work from hub. I work from home. I work at clients premises, but when I'm at home, I still make sure that I, I have a shower. I get, I put on clothes, nice clothes <laughs> and you know, if I'm going to the cafe, I'll still put on some makeup and make sure that I look presentable. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel better. Exactly. You feel yeah. like you're in that work mode. You're in that, that zone of doing your job. And so, and that's part of your image mm. and that's part of who you are. And so for people who get a little bit tardy in how they present, think, Oh, it doesn't really matter. I'll just dress like this. Well, if they tracked their work performance over a period of time, they'd probably find that on the days that they didn't really take much care in how they put themselves together, that their work ethic actually was not as good as the days when they were dressed well, they're motivated, they're in the headspace of, you know, having a really productive day, doing well. And so, and also there's statistics that show that People, men and women, irrespective of how attractive they are naturally, the more they take time to actually groom themselves, the more noticed they are in organisations as well and the more opportunities are actually presented to them mm. if they even just groom themselves well. You know what that says to me? That suggests that if you take care of yourself and you groom yourself well, it shows that you have respect for yourself mm. and that you you're educating other people on how to treat you because you're showing them, hey, I treat myself well, I treat myself with respect, I make sure that you know I'm groomed and, and looking good and as a result that means that I expect you to treat me with respect as well because but, I'm treating myself that yes, way. Yes, exactly. But not only that, it means that it's a reflection of your work ethic. Mm. So for people who don't 
take the time and the trouble to actually present themselves well. Some people might take that as an indication of, well, they're a little bit sloppy in how they present, so that could be a reflection on their work ethic as well. Right. So if you're looking at two people going for the same role, the person who's presented really well as opposed to the person who hasn't, even though they might have a much higher level of skills, the person who's presented well is probably most likely to succeed. Wow. Good to know. That's the generalization. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that is, that's mm. all the, all the statistics, all the studies actually go towards supporting that notion. And how much of your image, like how important is it to dress in the same way as the people that you're working with? Cause you could still present well, but in your own maybe flamboyant, unique way that's, mm. that, that stands out. You know, is it possible to stand out too much? in the environment that you're working in? Well, look, there's various, I mean, everyone has a different personality type, but within certain industries, there's different dress codes. And so there's acceptable dress codes in advertising, for example, there's acceptable dress codes with accounting, finance, you know, corporate. So yes, it's a good thing to try and dress in a similar vein so that you're accepted into that particular area. However, and this is where I work with a lot of individuals, no one wants to mould into the background and look the same. So it's about how do I adhere to the dress code but still maintain my identity and my authenticity as a person. And that's where we come into the fold and create looks for them that adhere to the boundaries mm. of dress code but allow them to express themselves. So that comes what comes into that is style, colour, accessorizing and doing that in a way which really allows them to feel I'm unique even though I'm an accountant. <laughs> I was surprised to learn from Julie that many women really struggle with fashion. We started talking about how women's opinions of their own figures can really impact their confidence and ability to style themselves effectively. We're really good on putting ourselves down and we're not good at, at looking at the positive side of things. So my job is also to build up the self-esteem of my clients and to show them that they can look fabulous um, if they've been struggling. And a lot of women struggle with fashion because, you know, they just really don't know what they're doing, quite frankly. And they become victims to fashion and buying things that aren't necessarily right for them. And particularly for my mature age clients that are heading into that zone of, you know, 45 plus, and they're so confused because they just don't know where to go to shop. And so they stop, you know, or they might just buy online or they just revert to having a totally black wardrobe, which is super, super boring and doesn't allow them to be anything but nothing. Mm. They just disappear into the background because it's easy and there's lots of it and it's readily available. And it's Melbourne. And it's Melbourne. And everyone's wearing black. <laughs> I find myself <laughs> falling so into that as well. It's not uncommon black. for me to go into a woman's wardrobe and find she's got 10 pairs of black pants, you know. So we really don't need 10 pairs of black pants, but she's just continually bought the same thing because it's, it's what she knows mm. and it's what she's become familiar with, but it may not necessarily be the right thing for her. So it's, it's sometimes it's about totally starting again and, you know, introducing them to things that really do work for them. And that's when the magic starts to happen. Do you have a top five or top 10 of items that you believe every woman should have? in her wardrobe to form the basis of a of a good 
a well-styled wardrobe? Well, I always talk about um, building a wardrobe the same as building a house. Okay. You need to have the foundations. You need to have those core items in your wardrobe that you can use as your basis for putting things on top of it like building blocks. So trousers, skirts, jackets, and then good pairs of shoes and a few really nice pieces of, of accessories um, is the basis. And then what happens is you have the bridging pieces in between, the things that help pull all of those together. And it's about mix and matching too. Mm. So once you get the good core basics in your wardrobe, then every season you don't have to go out and spend a fortune to reinvent yourself. All you have to do is just get a couple of little pieces that are just really high fashion, trendy, you know, on, you know, in style pieces that can inject a little bit of extra colour and, you know, snazziness into mm. your wardrobe and uh, and that's that's really how you do it but it's about buying quality first that's the main thing because a lot of people don't they'll buy cheap and nasty and then wonder why it looks terrible after one season a big thing i mean for me as well i've had to try to stop myself doing it is buying things that are just on sale you go oh wow what mm. a bargain it's been reduced from this much oh you know it's a great brand it's great quality but you're only buying it because it's it's on sale as yeah. opposed to it being really appropriate for, for you. Exactly. Well, I have a little saying with all my clients and that is love it madly, need it badly. So it's about understanding what you, if something is on sale, can I integrate that into my wardrobe straight away? Am I going to be able to create new outfits with that piece? Is it going to save me money in the long run? Because we always look at items in terms of cost per wear. So how many wears can I get out of that item even if it is expensive. So it might be something that might see you through for several seasons and you've worn it 80 times. Well, then it becomes a really affordable item as opposed to buying something that's cheap and on sale. But you might get it home and you might think, well, what did I buy that for? Mm. And you might wear it once and then it goes into the wardrobe and you don't bring it out again. Or you buy something that doesn't really suit you or that's the wrong colour and you get it home and you never wear it. And I've been into many wardrobes where... There's garments in there that still have tags on them. I have a friend who um, she told me that she – so she's a, she's a stylist and she said it's easier for women, a lot of women, to go out and buy a new thing than to find a similar item in their wardrobe because oh. they have so many items in there. Yes. It actually takes longer for them to – they can't find anything. No. So they no. just go and buy something new. They can't see the trees for the woods and they, <laughs> and they lose their confidence in, in – creating new outfits with what they've got in their wardrobe too. So where I start having fun with my clients after we've done the body shape analysis and colours and things is to actually go shopping in their wardrobe. And we, I bring out all of the basics and I start putting outfits together that they, and they sometimes look at me and think, I would never have put those things together. Mm. So we photograph it and that becomes an outfit that they can you know, refer back to to wear when they get stuck in the morning and they've jumped out of the shower and they think, oh, my God, what am I going to wear? Like a cheat sheet. <laughs> it's something like that. That's amazing. It reminds me of the movie Clueless. Have you seen Clueless? Yes. It was my favourite movie when I was a 15-year-old. And she has this giant wardrobe of clothes and she has a screen, like an iPad, and she flicks through and it's got the different combinations of skirts and tops and she flicks through and finds the the outfit that, she likes the most and then she'll click okay and then the then that 
twins for that. Yeah, we'll come, it'll come out on this in this automated wardrobe. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I, would, I would love something like that. Yeah, well, that's could. exactly <laughs> that's exactly what we do. And it just makes life easy for these, you know, women that are just, as I said, so incredibly time poor and they just don't have the headspace to think about wardrobe. You know, mm. they're too busy focusing on their role and their KPIs and bottom line and shareholders and all that sort of all those sorts of things. And uh, it's like having a personal trainer except for your wardrobe. Mm. That's how I like to position it anyway. And how long do you work with your clients for? Is it an ongoing relationship as well? Because I imagine the seasons change and yes. people people change, like you said. They yes. get older, their body shapes change. Yes, yes. Ideally, I like to work with my clients ongoing. So we develop a very close relationship where I get to know them, I get to know what's in their wardrobe, their likes, their dislikes. And then once that relationship is formed, then I can start stretching the boundaries. I can start getting them to step out of their comfort zone a little bit if I feel that's going to work for them. So it's about introducing that um, that element of change sometimes and just surprise for them. Mm. So they think, oh, really? I can wear that? And I say, yeah, you can. Look how fabulous you look. And what sort of impact does this have on your clients? Or Can you share a story of a client of yours who's – gone through this transformation and how it's impacted other parts of her life too? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I could tell you many stories um, of that where women have got o- first get over the hump of, of agreeing to themselves that they can afford to have someone work with them in this space because a lot of women tend to find there's lots of other things I can be spending this money on. But once they agree to it, then they're on board and, yes, it can have significant impact in their life. Um, I had one client who signed a major deal with a company from having gone through this transformation in terms of how she looked before and how she looked when she she did this particular business deal. So that had incredible impact for her. Women who have been... Um, just passed over in organizations for promotions. They've gone through and had an image cons- consultation and they've worked with me for a while and all of a sudden they're getting these amazing roles. Um, sometimes executive coaches will refer people to me because they're working with them in, from a mindset mm. perspective and their communication skills and leadership skills, but the missing component is actually how they're presenting. So that is sort of like the end result. So we've worked on all of this area and your leadership skills. Now you need to work on your image. You need to work on how you present yourself so that when you are going for these high-level positions that you actually will just absolutely knock them dead. Because they influence each other. I know that if I'm dressed well, if I'm feeling good in the way that I look, I will be more confident when Mm. I'm speaking to people and that makes me more effective. Yeah, and especially for people too who might have um, dropped out of the corporate world for a while or they've been made redundant or companies have taken over other companies and all of a sudden they've been in these senior roles but they no longer exist. Mm. So they have to go go through that process of reinvention so for them, they might have slipped backwards a little bit in and become a little bit complacent in how they look. So it's a really good time then for them to have a really good look at how, you know, what their wardrobe looks like, how they're presenting. Do they need to update their hairstyle? Do they need to review how they apply their makeup? All of these little things can just actually reduce their age bracket quite mm. significantly in terms of how people perceive them. Absolutely. Well, this has been enlightening julie <laughs> i hope i really hope it's got even even the blokes out there if you're listening uh, i really hope it's it's 
got you to start thinking about, well, being a bit more intentional about how you put together your yourself in the morning and paying attention to those little details that Julie was talking about, you know, that grooming of your hair. Now I'm concerned well, my hair is a little <laughs> bit fluffy today. But, you know, how does your hair look? Mm. What are the, you know, have you taken care of your nails? Those sorts of things. Um, and I, sometimes it is the little things too that, that count. Yeah. You know, you might have paid, a, you know, a lot of money for an amazing suit, for example, and but you might have neglected the makeup side of things. You might have neglected the hair. You might have neglected, yes, having a manicure and getting your nails done properly. And and people do pick up on these things. They really do. Um, surprising. I've heard Tony Robbins tell a story about how in his youth he was trying to strike this business deal with a woman and um, they'd met for coffee in the whole conversation went really really well and he speaks amazingly well and then he went to shake her hand and he had bitten his nails all the way down like halfway down the what do you call it the the, the nail bed mm. and she apparently he tells the story that she sprung up and she said oh I could never do business with someone who does not take care of themselves or you know who who has no self-control that they have to bite their nails all the way down so he had well, he had that bad habit and he was like that he was like, oh my god, that taught me. I, I, I. There's something wrong with me. Like I can't allow this to show. Hmm. You know, that's well, how important it is. That takes me. You know, what we were just saying earlier is that, you know, how you present can be a reflection on your work ethic and mm. how you think and your, you know, everything else. So, yeah, it's important. To, and it doesn't cost a lot for someone to actually seek a consultation with someone like myself just to have that overview for us to do a once over head to toe you know check up basically mm. you know like you'd go to the doctor okay well let's have a look at you you know let's let's check you out and see what can we improve on where can we actually add value to you, how you present yourself so that you actually get the opportunity to stand out from the crowd because it's such a competitive world out there and there's so many people vying for the same opportunities and the same type of clients and companies and things like that. So it's it's very important for you to be able to stand out. Mm. So if someone does want to connect with you and, and have this once over or go for the full-blown you know, wardrobe makeover and, and, and image uh, consultation, how can they reach out to you? Well, they can reach out to me through the website, which yep. is um, Um I'm offering a free style audit at the moment as a special offer to oh, wow. a, a limited number of people. So maybe they could... Uh, I'll link it up. I'll link yeah. up. I'll link up your website in the show notes anyway, and I'll give you the link to that special offer sure. too, so people can actually go onto that and sign up there. Right, and Love we it. have a conversation, and if there's a good fit, then we're in business. Perfect. Thanks so much, Julie. Thank you very much. Big thanks to Julie Hine for being an amazing guest on the show this week. After meeting with her, I found that I am more intentional now about how I put my outfits together and when I go shopping, what I look to buy. You can find out more about what she does at juliehineimagestylist.com.au or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash julie. She's very generously offering a free style audit for a limited number of women. So jump on that if you're interested. I've put the link to that free style audit where you can sign up in the show notes, thecmethod.com slash julie. Now, before I leave you for this week, remember, if you are in Melbourne, 
and you want to improve your confidence and impact with public speaking, register for the public speaking workshop that I'm running. It's a full day on Sunday, December 3rd, so you don't have to take any time off work. And the first three to sign up, I'm offering a free one-hour coaching session. So jump on it right now. Go to thecmethod.com slash events. That's thecmethod.com slash events. I'll put that link also in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening on a podcast app, just go to this episode's description and double tap or tap and hold onto that link and it'll take you straight there on your phone. Too easy. And that's all from me this week. Thank you for spending some time with me out in the park amongst the trees today as uh, the construction continues to bang on next to my apartment. Keep on being awesome and I will talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>